This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Golden Edge, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. Golden Edge crew out here at City National Arena Development Camp wrapping up today. We were with you at the beginning of camp. Now we're with you at the end of camp. Adam Hill and Dave Shane from the Review Journal letting you know everything you need to know from this week. It was a very eventful week, not only development camp, but a couple of moves made as well by the Golden Knights. We'll get to that, but thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends everything you do with your podcast wherever you find us. Uh, we really appreciate all the feedback and all of the sharing and linking and commenting and everything else. Don't forget, the Golden Edge podcast is presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. So check that out. Golden Edge, as we said, out here at City National Arena, Dave Shane with me. And we're going to be joined in a few minutes by Nick Haig, defenseman for the Golden Knights, who may very well be in the mix, be in the plans for the Golden Knights here uh, as they go into training camp as part of the roster, potentially. Uh, Dave, so much to get into, but the Colin Miller deal is what we're talking about right now because it just happened. We just heard from George McPhee as we sit here on Saturday afternoon. Uh, that deal, certainly a cap-related move, certainly a guy who seemed to fall out of favor a bit down the stretch, but I thought very interesting that George McPhee said part of this deal was certainly helping out with the salary cap, but also to say hey, we've got a lot of really young, talented defenders, and we've got to clear some spots for them. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what you do. You know, you're in a in a cap situation like they're in. You need to get some entry-level, you know, contracts on the books. We kind of talked about this, you know, the other day, and you're able to get rookies and, and get production for, you know, for inexpensive contracts. That's, you know, that's the way to get it done. So, I mean, part of it's going to be them proving it. You know, obviously, a guy like Nick Hay, a guy like, you know, whether it's Zach Whitecloud, uh, Dylan Coughlin, maybe Jimmy Schultz, you know, when he signs clearly, you know, it, it's going to be a good competition in training camp. We'll kind of see if there's, you know, another, another move, another tweak or something and, and what opens up in terms of like, you know, right side, left side. And, and if they're actually, you know, kind of position specific and, and if a guy has to kind of fill that, you know, just as an example, you know, mm -hmm. if, it, if it comes down to a right defense, you know, and it's Nick Haig versus say, you know, a right-hand guy like Dylan Coughlin or, or Zach Whitecloud, you know, I don't know what that decision, you know, comes down to, but but clearly to be a competition, clearly all those guys are going to be in the mix, and and clearly George McPhee and, and Kelly McCrimmon and his staff feel like, you know, they have players at this point who are NHL-ready, and, and you got to open the door for them. Yeah, no question about it, and by the way, not only guys that are NHL-ready, guys that we thought might be NHL uh, not ready anymore, like maybe Derek England, who it sounds like the Knights are pretty close to deciding to bring him back if you listen to George McPhee. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much, I mean, without saying they're bringing him back, he pretty much said they're bringing him back. 
Uh, he said, I mean, at this point, the only thing they're really kind of working on is performance bonus stuff. Um, last year, he was a 1.5 million cap hit, and I believe he made another 1 million in performance bonus. So, you know, probably something similar, I guess, would uh, would happen in the next couple of days, you would think. Free agency would start on Monday. Um, so, you know, if he's back, that would give them six. And then, you know, at that point, you're thinking, okay, there's at least one spot on the blue line for one of the rookies. And then if they go 13 forwards, eight defensemen, maybe you're looking at, uh, at two rookies. If, if you know, coming out of training camp, that that's, you know, what they feel is best for them. So a lot of talk about the defensemen. We'll get into the Eric Howlett trade as well uh, as we continue. But as we said, uh, we are going to be able to, you know, sit down and have a conversation uh, with one of the prospects on the blue line and maybe one of the top prospects on the blue line, Nick Haig, a guy who was drafted a couple years ago. He's in his third development camp and on the verge of making the roster was part of that Chicago Wolves run to the AHL finals. And uh, he's going to sit down with us right now. So hang on. Okay. I've heard your name like three different ways. And I've seen, so before we go anywhere here, we're going to interrupt the interview, say your first name and say your last name and, what are we going to call you from now on? Uh, Nick Haig. Nick Haig. It's like you're like, I screwed up sometimes too. You're saying hey to someone. Yeah. And then with like a G-U-H. Okay. End, okay. Because like, I've heard hag. We've yeah, heard it's not like Nicholas. Like what? <laughs> uh, my mom calls me Nick. Nicholas is my name. My, my mom calls me Nicholas. Okay. All the guys call me Nick. You prefer Nick though. Yeah, but most people call me Nick, or right. the guys around the room call me Hager. Hager, okay, yeah. Because we've got many, we've got some name controversies right now that we have to we have to sort out. I think so. Th- there's a new player coming in. It's also Nick, but it's it's Wa or Roy, and we're having trouble with this one because here's the thing on this. You, you can maybe use this as uh, ammo down the road against him. There's a video of him saying, "I'm Nick Roy." Now he has contacted us and said, "It's Wa." But he said Roy himself. So I don't know what's going on with that. It's, it's insane around here. I, I have no idea what <laughs> correct pronunciation. He's French, so I think it'd be Wa. Right. right. I would I, think so, I, too. But And then that's what he wants to be called now. But he said Roy on a video. How can you get your own name wrong? You've never got your name wrong, have you? I hope not. <laughs> so, <laughs> since, since we veered completely off the yeah. tracks and we're talking about Nicholas Wa, uh, you played against him. Yes. In the Calder Cup Finals, yeah. what stood out? What maybe what kind of player can we uh, can we expect to see come training camp? He was uh, he was he was awesome. He was you know a big guy, uh, you know good skaters. Uh, you know he's real. He's tough to play against. You go into the corner with him, and you, know, you have to work for every inch. And uh, you know I, I really what I noticed he was he was great on faceoffs. It seemed like whenever he was out there, uh, you know they'd be starting with the puck, and um, you know a hard guy goes to the net, and I think he scored three goals in the finals. Uh, he was, uh, yeah, definitely played. He played in their top two lines, and uh, you know, he's he's a real good player. So you you had that long season, and you know, you just finished playing. You're back here in development camp. But how much did that experience of going through a playoffs? It's not the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it, it's a playoff series, and it's a couple series. It's a run to the finals. How big is that for you and some of your other teammates as you develop into NHL players? Yeah, I think oh, we learned a ton. We had so much fun. Uh, you know, a great group of guys in there. And, and I feel like, you know, going through that run, that was something that I've never experienced before. Um, you know, I'm pretty thankful that I was able to do that in my first year. And, uh, you know, I feel like there's there's lessons you learn, uh, you know, going on a deep playoff run that, that you might not necessarily uh, get exposed to um, without that run. So uh, just, you know, looking back on it, I mean, we had a great group of guys, um, you know, guys that 
were uh, leaders to me, kind of like role models to me, and guys who I, you know, I looked to, and they uh, they really helped me out, um, kind of knowing like the the ups and downs, and uh, kind of walked me through, uh, you know, what what happens in a playoff run like that, because obviously it's something I never uh, I've never experienced, and and same with the coaches, you know, they were awesome. We kind of all just you know went through it together. Some guys have been there before, some guys like myself have not, and um, yeah, I, I never had so much fun playing hockey than on that uh, than on that run we went on. So we, we just got out of a press conference with George McPhee, the general manager, but incoming president of hockey operations. We've got to be clear about that. He was talking about, you know, the trade of Colin Miller just happened yesterday. Uh, and one of the things he said was, hey, we've got a lot of really talented young defenders, and we do have to make it, like, there has to be opportunities for them. We want them to play. So it's cap space for sure, but it's also, hey, here's a here's a roster spot. We want some of these young guys coming up. I mean, are you paying attention on that level of, like, oh, Colin Miller gets traded that's a good that's a good spot for me uh, I mean I, I come in I, I want to come into camp uh, no, no no matter what happens with you know trades or whatever I want to come into camp and uh, I think either way I'm gonna have to earn a spot and you know I want to come in I want to prove that you know prove that I belong and and you know at the end of the day the way the way it works is I'm gonna have to take that job from someone else and uh, you know whether it's trades or whatever happens uh, you know I'm still gonna have to come to camp and play well and, uh, and play my game and uh, and just prove to you know the coaches and uh, and the management that that I belong and that I've uh, and, and earn a spot. You were a guy who, obviously, being a second round pick and being a taller guy, skating I think was always kind of the knock on you at least a couple of years ago. Maybe touch on your development there. I think we've seen a different player in terms of your skating. Uh, you know, certainly from from development camp the last couple of years and then going into this year. Yeah, I think um, you know that was. I, I knew that was uh, you know a weakness of mine and something that I had to work on. And, um, you know, I, I, I've spent a lot of time uh, working on my skating. Uh, you know, I know that uh, you know it's probably you know the most important skill if you want to you know play in the NHL. And, and uh, you know that's it's always kind of in the back of my head every time I step on the ice. Uh, I want to make sure I'm doing the right things. And uh, you know, it's it's been great ever since I was I was drafted that I get to work with you know guys like Scott Jones who really breaks it down for me. And, and uh, you know, I've worked with you know skating coaches, and um, and then it's just for that now. It's uh, I almost want to get to a point where it's just ingrained in the back of my head, and every time I step out on the ice, it might not necessarily be specifically for um, the skating part of it. But uh, you know, I've worked on it so much that I, I feel like I'm always kind of thinking about it a little bit, making sure I'm not falling back into old habits. And you know, I think I, I, I think I've come a long way. We, we talk a lot to a guy like Braden McNabb, who you know, being a taller guy, kind of similar thing. You know, in terms of the skating, it's always something he's working on. Clearly, it'll be always something you're continuing to work on. But how close, you know, do you feel it, it is right now, I guess? Do you, you feel like you're, you know, at a spot now where, you know, you're comfortable against NHL guys in, in certain situations, I guess? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I I never found myself, like, in, in the A this year. And uh, obviously, it's not the NHL. But I was, uh, I feel, I'm confident in my skating. I, I feel like I could, you know, go out and skate in an NHL game and, and be just fine talk about you know the roster and, and going into camp and everything else do you look at it as your spot like are you going to camp saying that's my spot i'm i'm going to take it i think you kind of have to um you know i'm competing with a bunch of guys who are my buddies like you know we played together all year in chicago guys like cogs and whitey and, and bish and uh you know and these are guys that uh, they're my best buds i hang out with them all the time but you know we are it's uh, the fact of the matter is we're we're all competing to, to play in the nhl and uh you know it's fun it's fun like that we're you know, we're competitive guys. It's you know away from the rink. That that that's never going to get in between a friendship or anything. But um, I mean, I know we're all going to go out there and uh, 
try to do everything that we can individually to to you know to to take that spot it's got to feel weird though i mean that's a it's a weird feeling as you said like it's my teammates we're fighting you know we're brothers and we're, in the, we're going to battle together every night in, on the ice but at the same time like i gotta beat that guy to get my job in the nhl it's kind of a weird spot it's uh that's just the world we live in it's always kind of yeah. been like that and uh you know you you go to camps and you know, you're out there playing with guys that are that are really good buddies of yours and and but you're all you're all competing for you're all competing to play in the nhl and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, there's a day that we can all play in the NHL together, and uh, and and that, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun because you know we've kind of grown up together through this whole thing. Like a guy like Cog, so I you know I didn't know um, you know before my first development camp, and uh, that's where I met him. And you know, three years later, where he's probably one of my best buddies. We were roommates this year in Chicago, and uh, and now we're like it's it's fun. I love hanging out with those guys every day. And, uh, it's it's a nice little competitive edge to you know battle with each other to you know to uh, whether a roster spot in Vegas or ice time in Chicago or whatever it might be. Third year here at development camp, and you've been a part of the organization for a while. Has, have any of the guys uh, at the NHL level like kind of hazed you or like not even hazing like outright, but like kind of got on you a little bit, chirped at you? Uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. I've gotten to know a little bit of the guys. Um, just you know, throughout camps and stuff, and uh, I saw a bunch of them you know, around the rink this week. And uh, uh, there's no no hazing. Maybe that starts when yeah. uh, when you make the team. But watch out for Fleur. <laughs> I, I've heard he's a bit of a jokester. Yeah, but uh, no, the, all the guys are great. No, no, I say hi in the room when I see them. Uh, you know, at camp and stuff. There, uh, it's just it's so it's so nice having um, you know the group of guys like that are here and the group of guys like I played with in in Chicago that uh, you know that really. They really help out you know, young guys like me, and uh, it just makes life a little bit easier. Because you come into camp, you're, you're obviously nervous, uh, especially my first camp. You're, you don't really know what to expect, and um, you know to have a guy like uh, a guy that really stuck out for me in my first NHL camp was Nate Schmidt, who was you know just the nicest guy ever. He was uh, you know on the bench talking to me and helping me through stuff, and uh, he, he really you know he makes the transition uh, a lot easier. And he's that's just one guy I can name. I mean, all the guys I see them around, and uh, you know just say hi and. Uh, yeah, it's been nice to get to know them a little bit. So, so this is the third camp that that you've been here, and, and we've had a chance to interact. And one of the things that I, that's always struck me, and I think Golden Knights fans will will realize this about you more and more, is just the way you carry yourself. It's a little bit different than than a lot of people. I mean that as a compliment, obviously. Um, I can see you down the road being a guy, maybe wearing an A, wearing a C, things like that. Is is that something that that you're kind of aware of? You know, carrying yourself the way that you do, and just kind of you know commanding a room you just I, I, there's there's something that that's a little bit different about you i guess i uh it's not something i, I think about or uh or try to do i mean that thank you that's that's a, that's that's about as high as a compliment i can get but uh that that goes to my mom and dad my parents just the way they brought me up and uh you know they've been awesome with me and uh it was never you know about hockey or how good you were at hockey growing up it's you know be a good person my, my dad taught me how to shake a hand properly when i was probably like six so it's just uh it's the way they brought me up and um you know i'm super thankful for that and, and they've been uh they've been great you know great role models for me my mom and dad and uh and that's, that's that's all credit to them in your hockey career those leadership you know being a guy in the room and things like that is that something you've always tried to take on certainly i don't think you know you'd, you'd walk in here at 20 and, and try to take over a room but you know, down the road, is is that something as you've grown up on teams and and maybe as things progress here that, you know, if it, if it naturally happens, you yeah. know, you toward I guess gravitate toward I guess a little bit. Yeah, I uh, 
I like, it's not something I really think about. Um, it, it happened in junior. I kind of went in. And, uh, in my second year, I, I got the ladder in Mississauga, and, um, and it's just I've always kind of been. Uh, I've always I've always won a ladder growing up. It's just kind of one of those things, and I don't know what it is. It's not. You know, I, I feel like if you go out of your way to try to be that leader, you just that you're not going to click with any of the guys. And you know, for me, I just want to you know come in and be myself, and you know get to know everyone, and and uh, you know we're all here. We're all here with the same goal. We're trying to get to know each other and, uh, you know, make friends. And, you know, these are going to be guys that, uh, that are going to come up in the organization together. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I don't think you have to try to be anyone different. Everyone comes in, be themselves, and, and then uh, we'll go from there. Obviously, you're looking looking forward to playing in the NHL and, and being a part, you know, of, of this roster uh, at some point in the very near future. But what about living in Vegas? Are you looking forward to that? I mean, yeah, the weather is insane. It's incredible. Uh, I was talking to my mom yesterday. Apparently, it was pouring rain back home. So, it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, this city is incredible. Um, I've got to. I've gotten to know the city a little bit, uh, you know, since being drafted, and um, it's. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. The the weather, the, the stuff around here, and, and I'm not even talking about the strip. Just like where we are right now in yeah. Summerlin, it's. Uh, you know, it's 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 awesome here. I, I love I love spending time here, and uh, I could. I would love to live here and, uh, and you know and play for the Knights and that that'd be a dream come true. I mean, on a, on a, a real level, being a professional athlete in this city and being a young guy has to be—it's like the dream of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm sure it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, not something that <laughs> I uh, that I've experienced or anything. You know, we, we go out and see a show. There's always something to do, and uh, you know, it's like I said, I've really enjoyed my time here. And honestly, I think one of the best parts about being a uh, you know, player for the Knights would be just, I mean, you look at T-Mobile, you look at our development camp scrimmages that are sold out and with the, uh, you know, the fans that show up and just the, the way the city really rallies around the team, that's, uh, as a player, that's, that's what gets you going. That's what you, uh, that's what you thrive on. And, uh, and that, that's, that's to me is, you know, one of the coolest parts about Vegas. So we're wrapping up development camp here. Is this the first week that you felt short? as a hockey player <laughs> no kidding I, i've never seen i've never actually i, I know i knew uh keenan before i came here because we played together um he played for sun county panthers when i was playing in kitchener and we played in the alliance and so i haven't seen him in a really long time because he uh he went off he played in the u.s program and um and then went to school and i i went and played in the ohl so we, we weren't playing against each other anymore and I hadn't seen him in a long time, and when I saw his name on the roster, I was like, "Oh, that'd be nice to see him." And, and he was always a big guy, but he never was that much bigger than me. And I saw him, and I literally looked up at him, <laughs> which doesn't happen to me very often. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, he's you, a big guy." Really so off. we're talking about Keenan Suthers, by the way, from uh, yeah <laughs> from development camp. He is a uh, he is a big gentleman. Yeah, I know. yeah, he uh, <laughs> yes, he he makes me feel short, which that doesn't happen very often, but. It was it was great to see him. He's you know, an old friend, and uh, I was I was happy to see him here, kind of you know connect and uh, and talk to him a little bit, hang out with him this week. In terms of on the ice, obviously being a taller defenseman, maybe what are the advantages for that? You know, certainly in terms of reach and things like that. Uh, I think Max Pacioretty in training camp even used the uh, Chris Pronger comparison. I think uh, that's certainly probably the high end of things. But you know, as a taller defenseman, what are sort of the advantages that you have? Well, I think you know my my reach is uh, you know a huge advantage for me and. Um, I just be able to close gaps a bit quicker, um, you know, with that. And, uh, you know, kind of, you know, in the OHL, I really, my coach there really, um, you know, taught me how to use my stick, you know, properly and use my advantage. And, you know, I feel like once I kind of figured that out a little bit, it, it really helped, uh, you know, my defending. And, um, you know, I was able to just, you know, 
shut plays down uh, a little bit quicker and just, you know, my six, like, probably six feet tall. So <laughs> we'll get you out of here and let you uh, enjoy the rest of your day. But the rest of the summer, what does it look like for you? I'm, uh, I'm going to head home later this afternoon and uh, probably take a few days, uh, hang out home with mom and dad. And uh, and then I'll, uh, I'm going to Aurora to tra- train with Gary Roberts and uh, live there for, for the rest of the summer. So spend my time there and it's going to be a quick turnaround. I'll be back here in September. There you go. Great stuff. We'll, uh, we'll see you back here for training camp, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Enjoy yourself a little bit. Thank you. Appreciate it, Nick. Thanks, man. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign-up bonus of up to $50. So thanks to Nick Haig for sitting down with us for a few minutes. Appreciate that. And, Dave, I know you are, you know, you've you've kind of been very high on Nick Haig for a while. As a lot of people have on the ice, but also, as we heard there, off the ice, you think he's going to be a, a valuable asset to the organization. Yeah, he just, there's something different about certain guys um, when you talk to them, just, you know, kind of their presence, um, charisma. I'm not, you know, I don't know what the right word is with, with him, but it's just different. It's it's unique. It's, you know, I don't know if it's being a taller guy that he just kind of commands a room and, and things. He's used to having people kind of focused on attention. He's just so comfortable in his own skin. Um, and I think in his career going forward, that's, you know, it's going to be a valuable asset for him, whether it's something in leadership or just, you know, kind of that own self-awareness for his career. What do you have to work on? You know, confidence, things like that. I, I it, Just a personality like that is, is is kind of what you're looking for. It's very even keeled. It doesn't waver a lot. You know, as as he goes on in his career, guys will tend to gravitate toward him and 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 just kind of, you know, he'll, he'll set the tone. It, it's it. I just remember, you know, growing up with people like that and and. You just you know you you just gravitate toward him for for whatever reason that that natural magnetism um, so, he really does have it. Yeah, he's certainly mature beyond his years. He seem, doesn't seem like you know a young kid uh, on his way up, more like a established veteran uh, almost present. So, uh, what in your mind? What are what is the outlook for him as far as making the roster this season? So, without putting too much on it, I would kind of say it's his job to lose. Um, I mean, I, you know, if we're going to look at this group. To be quite honest, I, I would put him at the top, um, just in terms of his shot, you know, his his reach, his his ability to kind of shut down guys because of that size. He just brings so many things. And then last year, you know, like he talked about that first year pro, it's not somebody coming out of juniors or, or college. He had a whole year, you know, playing pro, playing with Chicago Wolves, making a Calder Cup run. He got playoff experience. You know, so much coming out of that 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 first year that's going to benefit him, you know, going forward and, and, and nothing against the other guys. I just think, you know, if you're looking at ceiling, I think he has the highest ceiling out of all of them. And I would think, you know, if, if there's one guy that you would kind of peg, you know, okay, if there's going to be a seventh guy, you know, you know, he's the rookie. Nick Hay, at least for me, would be the favorite to, uh, to win that job out of camp. So there you go. So Colin Miller out, potentially Nick Hay in. Looks like, as we said earlier, Derek England in. Uh, in the de- in the defensive mix uh, for the Golden Knights going forward, uh, as far as up front, Eric Howla is out. Uh, so since we've talked last time here on the podcast, which was just Tuesday, Eric Howla has been traded. Part of the cap casualties for the Golden Knights uh, this offseason. What what did that trade mean uh, for this organization? And besides just helping them get back to the cap, yeah, I mean, I think there's all those sorts of implications, and you know. He was an unrestricted free agent and 
next year and you can look at it well he would have been a rental and you know all the sorts of things that go into the trade that that George McPhee talked about but you know I think the ramifications of it at least as it currently stands is it probably means Cody Eakin is your third line center and it probably means that Nikita Gusev you know now has a spot cleared you're not kind of struggling to to see on the third line is Gusev, Eakin, Ta, Kaula, how's it all going to fit if everybody's, you don't have that issue anymore. So at this point, if they're able to get something done with Nikita Gusev, uh, which it sounds like, you know, they're at least talking and, and, the, and we'll see, you know, that that's an interesting situation. Maybe we can talk about that because in terms of, you know, Gusev and, and signing him and maybe whether an offer sheet from another team would come in and what would the Knights do, you know, in a situation like that. But at least in the short term, I think, you know, Halla being moved means on paper your third line is probably Nikita Gusev, Cody Eakin, and Alex Tuck, which not the worst third line in the it's in the a, league for sure. Pretty offensive. Very line. right. And and now I guess the flip side to that would be George McPhee's talked about if you're not a two hundred foot player, if you're no good in your defensive zone, you know, what what use are you? So I mean, clearly Cody Eakin is a guy who's, you know, been a solid two hundred foot center. I don't know that defensive uh, prowess is Nikita Gusev's uh, strength. I would imagine it's not. Um, I think certainly Alex Tuck would, you know, have some some things to continue to work on defensively. Maybe that's that's you know not the construction that George McPhee and Jared Glant would like. But at least on paper, that that's the way it looks, and that's the way you know what this trade kind of opened up for. Well, I mean, we talk about the salary cap, and they're back, uh, you know, within basically being compliant depending the outcome of some of these other deals but it's a it's an interesting spot for gusev who will probably come to the team and ask for a lot more than they can actually afford and then the, their answer is it's uh, all we got you got that's what you got to take so you're you're right i mean it opens the possibility for a team actually you know pulling out the offer sheet out of the you know out of the attic and dusting off the cobwebs on that and making that happen again or maybe that is something that forces george mcphee has talked in the past about like it's not a bad thing to have these deadlines that kind of kick in on you, and you know for them if if that happened they'd have a deadline of having to make a decision on it. Like, how do you see this playing out? Because my sense from McPhee, as we said, we just heard from him. Everybody else, he's like, we're close, we're close, and Gusev's like, we're talking. It, it didn't seem that encouraging necessarily. Yeah, he also said that he, you know, it's, there's not like urgency with it. it, right. it if I'm I'm not a hundred hundred percent on this, but I'm pretty sure he's arbitration eligible also. Um, which now that would be an interesting case. Like, what? How do you, how do you arbit that? You know, I mean, what do you give him? There's nothing to go off of. Um, so from that standpoint, I guess, I guess there's there's a fallback if they're able to, you know, do all those sorts of things. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it, long term, what I'm really interested in is just how good he is, you know, and and if they get him signed. I mean, they, you know, they they. They went through so many hoops through Russia to get him over here, you know, with his contract and all those sorts of things. And Gusev kind of talked about in the world championships about, you know, kind of showing loyalty to the Knights that they were the first team, you know, to make the offer. And, and that's who owns his rights and things like that. So, you know, I'm sure there's good faith negotiating and all those sorts of things. But, you know, I also think he performed so well in the worlds that maybe some other teams are looking at him going, hey, if they're in, you know, cap issue purgatory whatever and they're trying to sign this guy maybe maybe there's a chance to, to pry him away we've certainly heard that teams have at least asked i don't know how interested george mcphee and 
Kelly McCrimmon and, and them are in, in terms of dealing him rather than signing him. But it, it definitely seems like it's a different situation than, say, like, like you mentioned, uh, England or even like T- Tomasz Noshik, who George McPhee's pretty much come out, you know, right out and said, you know, we're close. We pretty much know who's coming back. You would think that, that he would be one of them. So at least for the next few days and, and the next couple of weeks, it'll be interesting to see how the Gusev thing plays out. Ultimately, I, I would think I'll give, you know, them the benefit, benefit of the doubt that he would sign with them after everything you know, that they went through. But I do think that an offer sheet is at least a possibility. Um, that'll be kind of interesting to see. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious on, on, on how all that's going to play out because I think it's a unique situation that we haven't, haven't really seen much of. A couple of other situations also to work out. We'll find out Malcolm Subban is an RFA as well. So uh, some things to monitor, even if the Golden Knights don't plan on being incredibly active when free agency starts because they really can't uh you know july 1st first uh first day of the of the period and not you know he george mcphee kind of made made the comment of we won't be big game hunting we'll be watching other people fish yeah which was interesting and he kind of made it made it out like hey what you're doing is trying to you're just watching and hoping these teams way overspend for guys and then all of a sudden they're in tough cap spots and they've uh, committed way too much money to certain guys so uh, that's kind of where the golden knights will be as as spectators just hoping for guys to way overpay uh, for free agents here coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks but not a whole lot the golden knights are going to be able to do no i'm just picturing george mcphee with like one of those hats with like the fishing lures on it like sitting on the on the shore like, like maybe he would wear pole. that i mean yeah. totally totally Seems to fit him <laughs> for sure uh but we don't we also mentioned uh, we talked a little bit about it with nick Hague, but uh, Nicholas Waugh coming over from the Carolina organization and their Acala trade. I still feel, again, I'll just explain it again. He has informed the Golden Knights and their PR staff that he wants to go by Waugh. Announcers on the games call him Waugh. He himself on a video said his name is Nicholas Roy. I feel like we should go with Roy. I, I just feel like that should happen. You don't get to go back and forth. It's not allowed. I'm, I'm like trying. There, there's like guys. I mean, obviously, like Theismann's the one, like the Theismann. Yeah, Theismann, but like yeah. I've heard, like I'm I'm stretching my brain here to try to think of like these guys that like suddenly just all of a sudden. Oh, I, after like ten years. Oh, we've, we've been pronouncing your name wrong. Like, there's one that is my favorite player that I talk about all the time, and it was a controversy last year on Hard Knocks. Tyrod Taylor is now supposedly Tyrod. But I feel I, I feel like it's one parent says Tyrod and the other says Tarot. That's what I believe it is because they did interviews with with his parents and they both said it differently. And I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. So we'll have to like call up Nick Hag's parents or Hague's parents yes, and, yes. and find out like whatever. Well, well Hague, call we're Nick, good. Nicholas Waugh's Hague, we straightened parents. out. We're good with Hague. Yeah. Uh, Waugh Roy is going to be the nightmare. Yeah. I but can I, see, I, I just, can see that being an issue. I, I really like, can. Do we have to just say because he wants to be Wa now he's Wa? I I feel like we have to we have to call him on. I was going to say we have to like hold him to this, right? Yes. Like I, I'm going to go in that first day and just be like here's the video. Yeah. Explain it, Explain bud. this video. You know, like what do we got here? Let's figure this out, man. We'll figure it out. This this, is, this will be an ongoing controversy we'll certainly cover uh, on the Golden Edge podcast going forward. Uh so development camp is over. Uh, I guess anything really stand out to you watching the last few days of scrimmages and some drills here at City National? I'm kind of along the the same lines with George McPhee. Is just the depth of talent 
I mean, it's really apparent, especially on the blue line, to be quite honest. Uh, there were some guys up front that jumped out. I thought Norofayev had a had a really good scrimmage. Um, you can you can kind of see the hands with him. I think um, they Kelly McCrimmon at the draft talked about how when Norofayev went through the combine, that athletically he tested way better than the Golden Knights. You know, kind of. Uh, physical training staff, I'm, I'm, I don't remember the right word, but Jay Millett and the strength folks, and they feel like there's some more potential in him even, and I think when they get the skating to match, you know, the, the hands and the, and the vision and things like that that we saw, that they could really have something with him. But honestly, I mean, defensively, between, you know, Korzak, Ahak, uh, Slava Demon, this was his first dev camp, he wasn't at the one last year, um, there's just a lot of depth on the blue line. There's a lot of guys, Corcoran, Bouchard. You know, they're going to have a lot of options, uh, a lot of flavors, I guess, as, yeah. as George McPhee likes yes. to say. Um, but, but, but really, that that's that's the spot that really jumped out to me. You know, defensively, the way that they've drafted the last couple of years. Well, that's, that's encouraging, I would think, for Golden Knights fans because the forwards are locked up. A lot of them long term. They've, they've got if if you know things don't change, they've pretty much got a lot of their depth and their talent up front secured. The blue line has been a question mark for this organization. And certainly to have an influx of younger talent would be a very good thing. Not to mention a cheaper thing, uh, because that's going to be very important for the Golden Knights with some of these contracts they have uh, for the next few years. So that should be encouraging to Golden Knights fans and to the front office. If the, the blue line is kind of standing out here uh, at dev camp. So, that's pretty much it from here. City National Arena over the last five days, it's been pretty crazy. ton of fans, ton of energy, the scrimmages, the drills, everything else that we've seen out here. Uh, but free agency, as we said, not expected to be hugely active players, but that starts in a couple days. And then it actually is kind of real offseason now coming up. Like yeah. we, we talked about how there's not, you know, we had it was offseason somewhat, but, you know, we've been here doing a lot of podcasts and, you know, updating on different things that have happened over the last few weeks. But after that first week of free agency, that really is the true dead period offseason. Yeah, I was going to say I'm going to set my alarm early on Monday for uh, for the start of free agency, maybe wake up uh, early on Tuesday. But everybody pretty much does their business, you know, within that first couple of days after that window opens in free agency. And, you know, like we've talked about kind of extensively, the Golden Knights roster at this point is is pretty well set. There's not a whole lot. You know, that they have to go out and, and get not a whole lot of holes to fill, uh, you know, from the outside. So I would think it'll be quiet. We'll kind of see over the next couple of weeks, you know, guys like Malcolm Subban, you know, if they're able to get a deal done before arbitration. And, and if not, you know, we'll hear about a, a hearing at the end of uh, July, maybe early August. And and then we got another month till uh, till training camp. So. Yeah, kick back. I think the uh, the Canadians like to go up to the lake house at this uh, at this point in time. I need so a lake house. I need a lake house too. I don't That'd really be like nice. being out of the city though, so that's kind of difficult for me. Me and George McFeel go fishing at the uh, at the lake on the with the lake house. That'd be nice. You you guys can both get your uh, fishing hook hats, wear those, and uh, just enjoy the off season. But I hope you guys are enjoying the off season as well. We'll be back with you here periodically on the Golden Edge, letting you know. Uh, any updates that you need to know over the summer, but it is really getting into that off-season time. Uh, so we'll be with you occasionally just to let you know. Check in with us. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, comment. So when we do come out with a podcast just randomly at some point in the next couple of months, you will know about it 
uh, by subscribing. We thank you all for listening. Golden Edge Podcast presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. For Dave Shane, I'm Adam Hill. We'll talk to you guys again real soon. Enjoy the rest of the offseason. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, click Ranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.